On today's show, a lot of heartburn over the proposed food tax increase. And the question, censure over impeachment. Representative Ben McAdams is on the censure train. Tune in Monday through Thursday, 9 to 11 for Dave and Dijanovic. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to Innovation and Leadership. I'm Jess Larson. This is part two of our interview with Ryan Turk. And it was one of the hard, it was the hardest turn to link on that section of the road. It was the first shot we did, changes on the car. So everything kind of stacked up against me and, uh, and it just didn't work out. You know, it's just one of those things. And I was extremely lucky that, that hill that I ran the car into the side of wasn't any less steep because uh, it, it just kind of punched me right off of it. Ryan, when we were leaving off on, on part one, we talked about um, how being a professional drifter and, and everything that it takes to get to that level, that it is not a, uh, that it is a capital intensive experience, right? So absolutely. Um, can you talk about um, how it's more than just being good? Like you have to be good enough and then, and then you also have to be able to get the money to be able to, to play at this level and, and to really progress in this sport and, and the sponsor game? Absolutely. It's uh, yeah. I mean, if, so if you're somebody that doesn't have the finances to really push yourself to the next level or, or overcome some, some, you know, hardships with your car, such as a motor blowing or transmission and just situations like that. You know, one of the biggest things for me was um, I had, I had pretty good luck with my car always. I don't even know how, um, cause I gave it complete hell and, daily drove it and competed at events. And, but this is way back when, you know, a, a four cylinder was only putting out about 350 horsepower. So uh, nowadays it's uh, it's to the point where cars are making upwards of a thousand to the wheels and, and they're full on race cars. And you can't, you know, you can't drive those on the, on the street in a trim that they're in for, for comp uh, in a trim that they're in competitively. So I'd say, uh, one of the biggest things for me was just surrounding myself and and getting to meet a lot of really influential, good people uh, in the sport. And that happened pretty early on uh, for me, where I met a lot of friends that I, a long time, a lot of longtime friends that I have now um, in this team called Drift Alliance. And uh, it was made up of friends, Tony Angelo, Von Gittin Jr. and Chris Forsberg. And those are the guys that, had a name uh, for themselves quite quickly and they're all East coast guys. And they were from um, they started actually the first events on the East coast in New Jersey with our other friend, Matt Petty and club loose that I started going to, those are the first events I had gone to. And, and they, they all made a name for themselves and moved out West California to, you know, further that situation. Whereas I was still in the East coast, kind of just grinding it out and doing everything that I could so that I could get to the level that they were at. And eventually everything kind of came around where uh, we had met again at some, some local events and some professional events and they wanted to help me out and, and try to 
get me some sponsorships. But at that point in time, I, I had something to offer. My skill set was uh, good enough to where I could represent sponsors and, and sponsors would want to get on board with my program or get on board with me and, and help me out. So one of the, I guess one of the biggest things was just meeting the right people and being surrounded by other good people. So that's one of the hardest things to do. And that's something that you can't really teach or it's just, it's more or less something that you just have to, you just have to show up at events with a really good positive attitude, um, have fun, enjoy it. Um, you know, don't, don't necessarily have like a destination point of, of reaching a professional level in the beginning. I mean, you, there's so the, the road is so long to travel uh, that you, you know, you have to just enjoy it and, uh, and meet a lot of awesome like-minded people along the way, because there's some, you know, it's a great community in drifting and everybody typically helps them out. Even at the top level at formula drift, there's all the teams are still helping each other out. So I think that, the best thing for somebody to do is just keep at it, keep their head held high, um, you know, get your experience and good things will start happening. So, you know, one of the things that I think is interesting that you've done in addition to showing up on the podium and, and getting the skills to to achieve what you've achieved from a driving perspective is uh, you've kind of taken more than that into your hands where you've you've gone after the media instead of waiting for them to come to you. You're, you're, you're inventing the media, you're creating the media, um, with, especially with such great video content. Um, can we talk about a few things? Like let's start with this idea of putting a, a Ferrari engine in a, in a Scion. Can you talk about where that came from and, and how that sure. got a lot of attention? And so that was, uh, that's kind of an idea that I've always had. Um, and it kind of it was kind of a dumbed down version of my ultimate goal, and uh, I won't talk about that at the moment because maybe it'll still happen in the future. But <laughs> it's uh, it's essentially you know uh, not uh, wanting the dream of owning a one of the supercars or like you know owning a Ferrari or a Lamborghini or um, just a high end car like the like the Lexus and and stuff like that. And it's just. Uh, the next best thing i'm like why not do an engine swap from one of those one of those cars and put it in a car in a chassis that i know um how how it will perform how it will drive and but still have that exotic sound uh power and uh and look in the engine bay and i uh i guess i'm just lucky that i was able to do it and, and make it happen with some great partners like gum out and uh and huddy race huddy motorsports and um, it was a huge success. It was a bigger success than anybody had, had ever, any of us had anticipated and, and people loved it and still do. So I think it's great. And it's a car that I do love to drive and, um, you know, just looking to continue to build on that. Well, I, I want to talk about some of the things you've learned about how do you get enough attention and, and how do you kind of stay relevant um, and just the choices you make. You know, I'm thinking about that donut video on YouTube that's got like, I don't know, four or 5 million views right now where you, you put in the beginning of the video, <laughs> you know, kind of crashing the car on that first shot and how many other people would have wanted to hide that or would have wanted to not draw attention to that. And yet you put it front and center, which makes it that much more dramatic as a video of you're seeing a Ferrari and then all of a sudden, all of a sudden this Toyota comes up and passes it and then, you know, goes into the side. Can, can you talk about just the choice of, of leading with stuff like that and kind of making fun of yourself and, 
and uh, just kind of that maybe less than serious type of type of uh, feel that that comes through a lot in your videos. Yeah, I mean, so it, I guess it's more or less not worrying about what people are going to say or um, or the comment section that usually get pretty dramatic in in YouTube uh, videos. And it's more or less just showing like, you know, what happens, like, these are the chances that we take. And sometimes you get bit in the ass for it. And, uh, and, you know, that was uh, the first shot of the day. We had made a bunch of changes to the car. And we had didn't have great gearing and I took a bad line. It was one of the hard, it was the hardest turn to link on that section of the road. It was the first shot we did the changes on the car. So everything kind of stacked up against me and, uh, and it just didn't work out. You know, it's just one of those things. And I was extremely lucky that that hill that I ran the car into the side of wasn't any less steep because uh, it, it just kind of punched me right off of it instead of uh, coming onto it and rolling me over. Because if it rolled me over, I don't know if we would be uh, we'd be having this conversation right now. And, and I think a lot of people don't understand those are the chances that people take and, and risk when they're doing some of these videos and uh, and just motorsports in general. So it's just uh, it's it's crazy sometimes. Yeah. But keeping those are the risks you take to keep yourself relevant too. It's uh it's it's something I love to do. I mean, when you for a drift driver and you get to climb a mountain, a, a closed down section of road on a up going up a mountain, it's probably one of the coolest. It's the coolest achievements that I think I've ever been able to do from from my perspective and, and as a driver. I love to be able to do those things and have those uh, have those moments that I can look back on and and have a crazy video to watch out of it and, and, and share share with. So, uh, yeah, it's just it's just those things that I I guess I've been lucky and, and had the pleasure of being able to do and, and and it keeps you in the limelight and continuing to do just out of the box ideas like that and, and, and uh, having a good production crew and people who know how to shoot and and make an action packed video and just showing everything that goes into it, not just uh, the best parts of it, but even crashes. I love it. Well, let's take a quick break from our sponsor. And then uh, I want to come back and talk more about the, the way that you approach uh, things that have obviously earned you millions and millions of views. Okay. So um, just before the sponsor break there, Ryan, uh, we were talking about the different things that you guys have done and the way you approach it. Um, and I guess what I want to ask is, you know, you look at that younger demographic and especially in the West, you know, Europe, United States, that is a market that is highly envied by corporate America. These, these younger people that if you got a lifetime value out of that customer, that's a lot, that's a lot longer than say our grandparents. Right. And it's, it's a coveted thing that, that people, want attention from that age group. And there's a lot of folks out there making action sports videos, making motor action sports videos that don't have the millions of views that you and your team have. When you think about the approach that you've taken, is there any methodology? Are there any tips that you feel like um, have really helped you set apart and, and get the kind of response that you've got? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's a, there's a formula to it for sure. When we, when we develop the idea and, to do the uh, Ferrari swapped uh, FRS or now, now it's a Toyota 86. It's um, you know, there's a formula to everything. So take a wild idea, build the wild idea, and then take the wild idea to the track and create a bunch of content around it. And, you know, if it, if the, 
idea already has a ton of momentum as you're building it. And then the success of that from when you finish it, then you you're guaranteed to have even more success when you take it to the track or you take it on a wild mountain video and create all this content. Cause I mean, you know, watching build content is cool, but what is there's the payoff is actually being able to see that car drive and, and tear up a track or uh, whatever it's, it's purposes built for. Um, so that's kind of the format that we take into doing a lot of this build stuff um, these days. Uh, when we were filming Network A in Turk, it was more or less just kind of a lifestyle show where we would just try to have come up with really cool, fun ideas where the viewer could come along and, and just enjoy the um, some of the action and some of the antics of traveling and, and, and um, kind of ripping on different cars. I love it. Well, something else I want to talk about is, is your approach. You know, there's a lot of folks who they do gain some mastery at something and they do get some attention and then they start to walk around like they're a big deal. And, you know, it's pretty obvious from the way that you're interacting with folks that uh, you've, you've been able to resist some of those temptations. Uh, I want to talk about things like when you have, you know, you're on, you're over with Ken Block and you're trying out their new car. Um, this idea that it seems like you're really trying to make that video work for your guests, that it's not all about you. Am I reading in that too much or how would you, what would you say to that? Yeah, no, it's always, you know, it's always about uh, your fans. I mean, uh, they're the ones who essentially are the ones, they're the ones who are allowing you to have all these opportunities. So it's, it's really hard to uh, forget that for myself and, and being from New Hampshire, I've always been pretty grounded and I have, you know, two brothers and in, in a, in a good family and good friends around me. So it's easy to, it's easy for me to stay grounded and not really let any of that stuff go to your head, nor have I ever really had that kind of mindset. Um, so it's just, uh, it's just, you know, trying to f- always appeal to your fan base and try to produce stuff and, and, and create things that they would want to see. And it just so happens that most of the stuff that I personally love to do and create are, are what my fan base like to watch as well. So it kind of goes hand in hand. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. So knowing that things can get tired, knowing that, that, um, you know, if you do it this time, it's exciting. If you do it again, it's less exciting. If you do it again after that, it's kind of, I've seen that before. Can you talk about how you bring creativity, how you do keep it fresh, um, even though in some ways you're doing similar things? What's what's kind of your process or what's what's any insight for the rest of us about how to take kind of the same thing we're doing and continue to bring it something novel enough that it's interesting? Yeah, I think so. That's really tough. That's probably the hardest thing to do is just try to come up with new ideas and things that you haven't done before when you've already accomplished and done a lot, it's, it gets even harder. So um, that really, it really helps when you have a good group of creative people around you as well. And for myself, I've always, I've always kind of known when it's been kind of jump the shark situation. Uh, Cause I feel that myself as long, you know, and I know that the fan base would, would feel that same way because I'm like, well, we've already done this a couple times. Why would we, continue to do the same formula or the same thing uh, when we're just kind of, you know, beating a dead horse. So it, it really takes um, just some creative conversations and some help from friends and, and people around you. Um, I have uh, my friends at race service who are extremely creative and, 
you know, huge in the motorsports and in uh, making automotive content. And we always just kind of brainstorm different ideas and some things, you know, we've, there's ideas floating around for the last five years that haven't happened yet, just because it's not the right time or we don't have the right funding for it and, and, and budgets and all of that. So a lot of times it's just the right timing and, uh, and, it all coming together perfectly, uh, such as that Ferrari car situation and, and building that vehicle. It was, um, I had no idea it was going to happen. And, you know, we created a proposal, sent it to a sponsor. They said yes. And then we're like, holy crap, we got to build this car now kind of thing. So it's more or less like a lot of those, a lot of those things, uh, you have these ideas for so long and, it just takes a while to do them. So sometimes it's not hard, but sometimes it is after you've accomplished a lot to stay creative. And I guess I'm just lucky to be able to have a, a good group of people around me uh, that, you know, we're all striving for the same thing, which is to, um, I guess, try to just keep reinventing the wheel, so to speak. Yeah. Well, maybe this is a good final question then is, is thinking about what is getting sent to that sponsor you know, that, that proposal, if you had advice, if you had advice for other folks who they're, they're trying to make some form of media, they're, you know, they want a sponsor to get behind funding something that could be awesome. Um, how do you approach that? What do you, is there any kind of formula or, or thought process that's going through your head about what's in it for them and, and how this is going to clearly come across the benefit to them as the way you lay it out or anything like that? Absolutely. I mean, it's all about what kind of value you can bring to your sponsor or to the person or business that is going to fund <clears throat> what what it is that you're trying to do, whether it's, you know, creating a professional drifting program or it's building a wild car. Um, you know, what is the value there for or the takeaway there for the uh, for the person funding that situation? It's uh, you have to find out you know, what events are you going to? Um, it's, it's, it's well beyond just the sticker placement on a vehicle and, and, and whatnot. It's just, you know, now it's social media, what kind of content are you going to create around the vehicle? Are you going to do a build show with it? Uh, what happens when it's done being built? Do you have money to do these events, you know, different events? It's just, it's, you have to essentially build an entire program for each thing that you do. And that's what we try to do is we cater each proposal and create a program around a project that we were trying to sell. It almost sounds like you're doing like a business startup for that project. A hundred percent. Yeah. You're essentially going from ground zero, um, trying to make a, 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 you know, sell a proposal or sell, sell funding to be able to create. And um, that's just, that's obviously always the hardest part. And it, that's first, it all starts with an idea though. And that's, you know, where everything happens from there. And as long as you're passionate about that idea, there's there's usually always a way to figure it out. A little bit of persistence, huh? Absolutely. There's always persistence. So let's do this. Uh, final, final question, I guess. What What's a question that people don't ask that you think they should? Or what's what's just uh, something we haven't covered that, that you think would be good to end on? Um. I think uh, one of the, you know, something maybe so simple as to say, uh, do it right the first time because doing it twice sucks. And that, that really holds true for me because I've had to learn that the hard way a lot in motorsports and, and it, it really transcends 
all the way from the, the way that you build your car um, to the way that you sell sponsorships to your sponsors and, and to different people and, and also creating ideas, um, executing ideas, content. I mean, it just, it, it pretty much works for everything. So what you want, you just don't want to cut corners and do it right the first time. huh? Yeah. And if you have to cut corners then you have to expect, um, you know, what's going to happen around that corner where you, you could get bit in the ass um, with a mechanical failure on your car or, you know, you, you can't produce for the sponsor like you said you were going to um, or the, the video doesn't do as well as you want because, you know, you didn't execute it to the, to exactly the way it was supposed to be executed. And just, you know, it just kind of transcends the, with every aspect of what you do as a, you know, a driver or an influencer um, or professional athlete at this point. You know, uh, it might be simple, but uh, Leonardo da Vinci said that simplicity is the ultimate sophistication. So that's a great <laughs> yes. way to end there. Well, listen, we appreciate you uh, making time for this and, uh, and hope everybody's out there watching more of your videos. Yeah, I appreciate uh, I appreciate you taking the time and uh, inviting me on. Thanks. Now's the time to find your color, your paint, and everything to get started during red, white, and blue savings at the Home Depot. Transforming your room is easier than ever. With the best deals online and in-store, you can confidently select your color and the tools for your next paint project. Get a colorful new experience and the right paint for the right price. Save $10 on one gallon and $40 off three and five gallons for a limited time only at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Limit 25 gallons per household. See store for details.